0: Hey, sports fans and savages, welcome to the Greg Medford Show. I'm your host, Greg, here in Phoenix, Arizona, in our little corner of the factory, in our continuing series. As the fledgling third leg of the American Milk Stool. Today we're going to talk to somebody, not a politician, somebody whose nose is poking in politics. We're going to talk about just local things. Now, I don't care if you're from Des Moines, if you're from Boston, Springfield, Springerville, Sacramento, Spokane. These are all things that everything we're going to talk about today is germane and relevant to what's going on in your neighborhood, your town today. And, uh, you know, one of the most important things that's come out of the 2020 election is how much so many of us were busy just doing our lives and buying our next house and taking care of our kids, and we forgot The rule of the republic, the rule of democracy, which is staying plugged in and involved, even at the local level, it's paramount. We always want to have these big fights about president. We always want to have these big fights about national politics. And we forget, in some ways, how much sway can happen at the very, very small level to sway a state, and a state can sway a nation. Look at what Ron DeSantis has done out in Florida over the last couple of years. It's a powerful leadership principle. Um, you know, small things can lead in big ways. And we've seen that happening all over the country. Christy Noem, Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, you see these great conservatives. And what they do is they they set a national dialogue when there's, especially when there's a vacuum of leadership, when there's great leadership, when well, they fall they 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 are in the shadow of great leadership. when there is an vacuum or aberrant leadership, they're the uh, the counter voice that that makes it uh, gives us all an experiment to aspire to. When the experiment in California is working, the Florida experiment, we look at that and go, okay, <laughs> there's something that's working. So today in the uh, in our we call it our milk stool series, Bobby, I think this is what we'll call it. So the milk stool is the three-legged milk stool of the American experiment, right? One is us, the people. Two is our elected folks we send and we relinquish some of our God-given authority to so that they can put together a body that can do something to benefit all of us because it does at some level takes a village, right? Military, defense, all those kind of things. So we relinquish a little bit of our own God-given power to a group of elected people we can kick out of office. And then the third leg of the milk stool is a free and independent press, which stands neutral off the side, pointing to the strikes and balls of both the people and our elected representatives. Unfortunately, the republic is failing right now, and it's failing badly. And one of the reasons it's failing, and probably the biggest reason is, the press has abdicated its responsibility. Nobody would sign the Constitution unless there was a Bill of Rights. They couldn't ratify the Constitution. In other words, we won a revolution. We cast ourselves aside from the greatest world nautical power that had ever existed, Great Britain, to become our own nation, and nobody would buy on to the experiment without the Bill of Rights. They wouldn't sign. The Bill of Rights was a reaction formation to the Constitution, which... Enough states felt was inadequate to protect them from being run over by Boston, Philadelphia, and New York. So they wanted a Bill of Rights. Free speech, assembly, prayer, right, to keep and bear arms, quartering, self all of the stuff that's in the Bill of Rights, first 10 amendments, right? Like, hey, we wrote a, what seems to be from the outside A divinely inspired document that is so good, it's changed the entire trajectory of humanity since its inception and publication. A one-page document, maybe the Magna Carta, maybe the Declaration of Independence, and this seminal human document that changed more people's lives and elevated more people out of subsistence living than any other thing in all of human history. And they said, oh, our bad. There's these 10 little things we need to get everybody on board. And free speech wasn't number eight. It was number one. A free and independent press predicated upon that. And they haven't been doing their job. They haven't been doing it for a long time. And what happened is the American public, we've been like frogs in boiling pots of water. We've woken up to it boiling and we got here one degree at a time. So now, because they won't do their job, lunatics like me have to hurt my business By getting on here and speaking my mind and having people on to offer a counterpoint to the party line of bullshit that's been lying to us, so under the guise of that, Jason Grandin, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. This place (laughs) is
0: fantastic. Thanks, thanks. Um, You got your is it? Have you been in factories before?
1: I've been in factories before, but nothing like this. Yeah, I I have a whole new respect. I was just telling uh, one of your uh, gals there. When I go have a steak tonight for dinner, I am going to just really look at that knife when I cut that steak. Because it's absolutely amazing the product, that, the uh, the uh, stuff that goes into making a knife. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely it's, amazing.
0: You know, there's not too many things like it. And people don't understand the reason why the knife business is so hard to keep in America is because it is so craftsmanship oriented. And each knife requires a bunch of different specialties in the uh, post-industrial revolution specialization phase of American commerce and manufacturing, companies get really specialized at what they do on the kind of MBA model of, you know, you should really just focus on what you're great at and let everybody else do what you're mediocre at. And there's some sense to that. There's also some sense to, hey, if you need five really critical things, do you want to relinquish the control of your awesomeness to four other people just because you're only good at one? Or should you just learn the other four and be awesome? And I'm kind of old school. I'm like, learn the other four and be awesome. Exactly. That way you control your destiny. You know what I mean?
1: Well, this is absolutely amazing. I had absolutely no idea the amount of work that goes into making one knife and how each one
0: is uh crafted by your incredible staff it's crazy it's, and it's nuts if anybody told i would have never gotten in this business and done this if i would found out if i would have realized what i realized now but here i am now and i'm happy for it but i mean oh my god it's nuts no it's
1: amazing now i gotta tell you arizona should be incredibly proud to have a business like this sitting right here well thank you it's very fun doing it well you're doing a good job although it looks like you are outgrowing it time for a bigger building
0: yeah uh, what are they saying uh jaws time for a bigger bull <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. So tell me a little bit. Um, you know, We've run into each other at at least one fundraiser. I think I've seen you at two fundraisers. Yeah,
1: we've been a couple. The Chandler a couple weeks ago
0: and then uh, the couple in Cave Creek. Okay. And for you guys who don't know this or maybe don't keep up on this, um, you kind of, uh, as soon as you got a couple bucks to throw around, you kind of get on lists and you start getting invited to support people. And uh, you know everybody loves getting a big check, but what they really, what really gives them momentum is lots and lots of little checks. So you see folks like Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake's going around Arizona, and she's just outworking everybody. Her ground game's amazing. So she's doing, you know, fundraisers and meet and greets every day. Now she's gotten pretty big now. I don't know if she's still doing that, but I think she does. I think every day she's doing stuff.
1: She she does. In fact, I know she's doing one this morning. And um, I'm actually getting calls from people like, "Who do we vote for? Which Republican candidate?" I know candidate? I
0: get all of that too. And you know, there's this weird bifurcation in the party right now. I I am uh, I want to punch in the face these really polite country club Republicans. I dis- I'm dis- <laughs> I'm disgusted by them. Um, and you know, I'm sure they're nice people. Like I'm sure Doug Ducey's a nice person. I would rather punch him in the face than him spend one more day in office. Yep. Um, I, I I hate him. I don't need another yes-man, get-along, get-along, go-along, conservative rhino. I think he's a rhino.
1: No, I agree. It's I the, agree. It's the,
0: you know, we're confronting right now is this uniparty paradigm. It Republicans that are just like Democrats and they vote for sensible gun laws, I just, you know, th- th- these guys, I want to hit the delete button on all of them.
1: Oh, I'm with you. What really irritates me is they'll go on TV and they're like, I'm a conservative, and then one of their counterparts will bash them. Then they're at lunch together. I would never go sit and eat with somebody who just blatantly doesn't like
0: me or bashes me on TV. You know, and it's funny, too. Like, I don't mind civilness and cordiality, cordialness, cordiality? I don't know if cordiality is a word. I, I don't mind people being cordial that are rivals, but there is something to be said for when, if, you're, if your rival is phony. Right. You know, I, I've got people that I am absolutely rivals with, and I can go to lunch with them, and we just dance around. We avoid certain topics because it's just not going to go well. Right. But, I mean, I'm civil. I can pull that off. So I don't mind that. What I I really mind is people saying they're conservatives and then voting for gun laws. Oh, absolutely. People saying they're conservatives and being okay with censorship. Absolutely. People saying they're conservatives and supporting big government overreach at every level. Or wearing a mask
1: continuously. Right. And just following the TV.
0: It's it's ridiculous. Compliance silliness. So... um, It seems like there's this weird paradigm right now where, where, I mean, I think we're calling them America First candidates. Right.
1: Yep. A
0: ton of them. Yeah. So we've got America First candidates and then we've got what I would call mainstream Republicans. And it's really the thing that I'm, you know, my friends are all calling me up too. I mean, I get multiple calls a day asking about how to vote. And, I, and and basically, I'm like, I'm going for the radical America first. And I don't know why it's radical to be America first.
1: I, I don't know why it is either. And quite honestly, I like some of our candidates that have no experience,
0: They're no political experience. You, you know, it's funny. I, I feel the same way because I, I honestly think most of our problems are really not complicated. I think our dumb solutions are complicated. Right. I think the secondary problems. But I like some of the inexperienced folks. uh because they're just, they are just—they have kind of a practical horse sense about them, and, and, uh, and they don't care about all the allegiances that everybody else has. No, is. exactly. The people that are in the know, like, oh, you don't want to do that because then this congressman's going to be a pain in the ass. I'm like, who cares? Burn, yeah. the, burn the house down. Yeah, exactly. I'm fine with that. So we
1: get some calls, and this was actually a Carrie Lake call the other day. This gal calls me, and she's like, I don't know if I can vote for Carrie Lake. I'm like, okay, who else can you vote for? She goes, well, I'm going to vote for that other lady. And I'm like, listen— Why and she goes through the whole deal and I'm like she was just endorsed by Pence and Ducey that should tell you something right there But I said okay politics aside. Let's look at Carrie's family. Jeff is Incredible this guy is absolutely amazing camera guy at all the events her kids absolutely amazing You can sit there and talk to them. So to me that tells me you know what they have a good family life And they're teaching their kids morals some of the other politicians you can't talk to anybody
0: well listen here's the deal I mean we reached out to Carrie Carrie's come in the factory um, uh, you know, uh, and look, I've got a, I've got a very strong, uh, Karen, uh, Karen Robson connection and I can't get her to come on the show or talk to me. Right. So she's inaccessible. She's got more signs up than I've ever seen before, but you, I've, I've not seen her at any events and she seems like a buttoned up mouth, you know, talking out of both sides of her mouth, a lawyer. She, she seems like a lawyer.
1: Absolutely. And she, you know, because I have had the opportunity to meet her, and talks down to you. If you're not on that billionaire level, you're getting talked down to a little bit. Really? A little condescending.
0: Yeah. It, you know that the the folks in that class have a hard time not doing that. If right. they've done big stuff. Who You know who's interesting and an exception to that is Jim Lehman. Lehman doesn't talk down to you when you talk to him.
1: Jim is fantastic. I,
0: I love him. I think he's great.
1: And so, you know, love Trump. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Wrong endorsement. Trump
0: made a mistake. Yep. You know, Trump's uh he's an A, in my opinion. He's an A. He's yep. not a B, he's not a B plus. He's an A. But you can still get an A with ninety two percent right, eight percent wrong. <laughs> Correct. I think he was a I think he was wrong on that. And you know what? Blake's a really nice guy too. Um, we've had him on the show. He was very gracious and came in. Honestly, he's a bright dude. He does talk like a lawyer, which is a little annoying to us common folks that just like to get stuff done. Right. Um, but he does. He has not spoke on substance. He's a reactionary conservative, and then that's how I am looking at these folks. Absolutely, these folks who are reacting to the bad government now they're deciding they're conservatives. I go, oh, hold on a second. You know, Jim's got he's got an agenda of things he wants to do. Uh, his water thing is pretty amazing. Jim overall is just amazing. He can, and he's doing five six events a day as well. Well, he's another guy. I mean, he's not resting on his laurels. Not only is he showing up with his own money, but his ground game is fantastic. You know, I went and spoke with him at an event. Uh, you know, I was the only speaker at the event. There was 400 people there. Yep. I mean, I was like, wow, this is a big this is a big bunch. Of, you know, he gets a big group of people together, and he's doing it every day multiple times.
1: Exactly. So what what's your thoughts on these politicians that are drawing big crowds? I mean, it's
0: like rock concerts at some of these events. We've been at a couple of Kerry Lake events. It's well, listen, I'll tell you, I was at the Trump rally on Saturday, and to see the reaction of the crowd to carry, I mean, I just got goosebumps talking about it. It's pretty amazing. Um, you know, Trump has done something to politics, he's changed it. And he's basically, it's the first time in years in my lifetime we've ever seen a guy there. I mean, he's a billionaire who doesn't talk down to us, right? He's a billionaire who doesn't, he wants us to thrive. Absolutely. And, and he loves America. And he he changed everything, and he's bigger than a rock star. I've never seen anything like it, and and you know what? Nobody has. If you haven't been, even if you don't like Trump, you should go to a Trump rally. Absolutely. I've brought non-Trumpers to Trump rallies, and they come away a little befuddled because it's awesome people
1: waiting 4 days in advance to get in mile long lines to get into the arenas it's it is it's absolutely
0: amazing so i brought a gal who's running for office here in town uh i brought her to the trump thing on saturday and she's such an upper class gal and un, you know she's not easily impressed and she had said on the way up there hey you know when once the all the hobnobbing is over and trump gets up you know we can you know we could we could knock off and you know if you want she's like i know you've been a bunch of times if you want to leave in the middle of it you know we can go with and beat the crowd and get back to town and i said okay and i was like cool i've i've, I've left before the end of trump talking because right. you know, he goes two and a half hours sometimes in an hour and 45 minutes i'm like okay i love you trump i gotta go buddy um i so about halfway in, i was like oh you know i said hey you ready to go and she was like i uh, not quite yet and then <laughs> and then i checked it like a half an hour later i'm like hey you want to go now so we can beat the crowd she's like. No, 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 I'm enjoying it. I really want to stay to the end. And it it's not a knock on her. It's very common for people that talk for a couple hours for you to be like, hey, we can beat it out of here before they're done. She was a newbie. She went to it. She didn't want to leave.
1: That's fantastic. And I was
0: like, that I and you know, I just kind of sit back because I'm like, that's my fucking guy. Mm-hmm. I just sit back. And I just enjoy it. Uh, I I enjoy uh, being around him and I enjoy being around all the people at the at the rally. Well, to see Kerry come in was nuts.
1: No, yeah, I, I saw that part and it was it was crazy. But, you know, it's kind of a little bit like your business, your employees follow you. And so their attitude kind of resembles yours from so top down. And it's the same thing when Trump was in office. We had people that wanted to work, they wanted to hustle, they wanted to make things better. Now we got a guy that can't even, uh, you know, go to the bathroom without peeing in his pants. And that's where we're at right now.
0: You know, uh, leadership, good leadership is infectious and bad leadership is infectious. And we have bad leadership infecting the world right now. Absolutely. And and it really, it's hiding. You know, we left Europe because Europe sucks. Yep. And for my European customers who watch this, you know, I love the buildings. I love the churches. I love the beer. I love uh, the some of the beaches. I love... Uh, Le Mans, the Grand Prix, and I, I, you know, Monaco, and all these. There's a, there's a lot of cool places in Europe, but Mon- Europe sucks. The food sucks. There's a malaise. <laughs> uh, there's a lack of funding. There is a lack of freedom. There's a cloud of oppression that rides over everybody, and sometimes they don't even know it. They just think that's the way it should be. You know why they walk around? They can't do anything else. Yep. You know why they drink drink wine, walk around, and keep mistresses? Nobody can afford to do anything. That's all they can do no exactly they can't afford you know everybody i know has got a race car a boat a couple of more they don't have all that stuff over there they can't do shit. no it's crazy it's awful and and so america is a we're a counterpoint to backwards thinking over controlled divine right of kings monarchy and the ring in the toilet bowl of monarchy here's the ring in the toilet bowl the the monarchies ended for the most part right and their control ended and what's left a compliant population of descendants granted their freedom by kings. That's who's left in Europe. Yep. A compliant population of descendants granted their freedom. I wasn't granted my freedom. My family, we we, we claimed it Yep. from here as Americans. You know, our it's from God. We, we, the king can't grant me my freedom. Fuck you. You know what <laughs> I mean? No, exactly.
1: It's funny because this weekend at church, there was a pastor from Seattle of all places that came into church. And he was telling us how bad Seattle is and it is. It's horrible. And he's like, you know, don't be mad at the person who's making these decisions. It's because they don't have God. And I don't want to turn into religious discussion, but they don't have God in their life. And we're seeing that. And when you start taking God and the Bible out of things, you're seeing some
0: messed up stuff. It's very hard for you have to be a real radical once you kill God. Absolutely. You have to be a real radical to hold on to liberty because liberty is very tough. Absolutely. But but if you're tethered through belief in a higher power to liberty, because, you know, the whole Christian tale, you know, really predates the oppression of Europe. Yep. And, and then Europe goes through several iterations of itself post-Christianity. But the entire Christian tale is about individual relationship with God it's about self-actualization it's about personal empowerment absolutely and that's then that's why the communists in their it's doctrinally it's antithetical to communism because communism is not about any of those things that's why the communists first thing they have to do is kill god
1: no absolutely and you're seeing that right now with a lot of our politicians yeah take god out of everything you're doing no bible and there's an attack on christianity
0: yeah, yeah, and and, in, and you know, there's plenty, you know, Christians are uh, humans and flawed and religion is uh, run by humans who are flawed and religion has gotten off the rails a few times. Absolutely, absolutely it has. But, you know, what we see is this, you know, you kill God, kill the family, kill the culture, own the country. Exactly. And, and there's a playbook that we see getting played out before our eyes.
1: Well, and, and onto that playbook part. This is the big thing that I've been kind of preaching to all the Arizona people, because I'm a native of Arizona. I love it. Yeah. Love Arizona. Love watching the growth. Everyone gets so involved in national politics. Oh, I like Trump. I like Biden. Whatever. If you like Biden, you're an idiot. But they get involved in this national. The important stuff we need to concentrate on, if you're gonna if you're gonna be involved in your community, you have to focus on the small little stupid things that are happening in Arizona. School boards. Who's getting elected to Chamber of Commerce? Yeah, those little things are the ones that are making these big issues. Board of Supervisors, board of Supervisors, exactly.
0: Right. You know, I want, I so badly want a little mark to be put on these Republicans who are not mainstreamers. Yeah, oh, absolutely, because that's to. who I want to go for. Yep. You know, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, we've never quite seen. the power that Ron DeSantis has wielded, and he has no more power than anyone else ever. Yep. He has no more power. He's just been willing to be outspoken and and uh, not quite as incendiary as Trump has been. But, you know, I don't know how incendiary or inflammatory Trump was. I think the children of Washington, D.C. just had a temper tantrum since before he got in. Oh, I, I agree. He doesn't seem that inflammatory to me. I mean, he's hysterical. He says some funny shit. Um, You can hear him working, you know, he didn't do it. You know, it's interesting If you ever sit behind closed doors with a group of people tasked to solve a problem, right? You'll hear crazy ideas Like I'm sure if you sat in a boardroom at NASA, you'd hear some bizarre ideas on how to get to Mars, right? and you gotta have people floating fringe ideas because sometimes there's something really valuable to pull away. You know, you can't just do what everyone agrees on because that's not innovative. It's not insightful. You don't, you don't get surprise wins.
1: No, exactly.
0: You need those whack job ideas to create new ideas that will tie into that. And sometimes what I think most Americans miss because everybody's so controlled trying to be perfect. There's, a, there's working groups that solve problems. And Trump involved us in the working group. You could see him at a two and a half hour pre- press conference. You could see him working through ideas and spitballing. Like, hey, you know, maybe we do need a space force. Now, what everyone doesn't know is he just got briefed on all the space junk flying right. around that's creating problems, that China's working on anti missile technology from space. The Russians are launching space warfare uh, satellites. He's been hearing all that stuff. Then somebody's bringing him, he's you know what? Maybe we do need a space force. Hey, uh, let's go work on the Space Force thing. They're not used to hearing somebody just working. Yep. They're usually hearing these prepared public policy pieces that the team came up with, and then the president spouts off these little pre- prepared little bits. You know what I mean?
1: No, absolutely, and that's what we need to get back to. We need to get back to the kid in the back of the class that says, hey, I got this idea. Let's do this,
0: and start going from there. Yeah, it, it's – um You know, when the 2020 election went down the way it did, when I, I call it the 2020 insurrection, when that went down the way it did, uh, I remember the Trump campaign was saying, get involved in your local school boards. They started saying it right away. Yep. And what we're seeing is we have all of these battles at the political level, at the state and national level. And it's like whack-a-mole because our population is already brainwashed. They're done.
1: They are. It's, it's horrible. And how do you unbrainwash them? There's a new group of kids that are coming up that aren't voting age that are not brainwashed, and they're going to probably save us. But right now, we've got a big generation of idiots, that we just got to get back to normal or get them out of the way.
0: You know, it's crazy. It's all the way back to—I don't know how old you are, but it's all the way back to my 50-, 60-year-old group. We've been brainwashed, too. I yep. mean, uh, not so much me. I've I've broken the egg and stepped out, but I'm a lunatic. Um, every, you know, <laughs> m- most people when you hear reasonable people talking, when I hear folks that are reasonable, I used to think were just reasonable, lovely people, and I hear them talk politics, I go, "Oh, you poor brainwashed ding dong! How could you possibly believe that? It that smacks in the face of observable reality." Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk some local politics because this is affecting everybody at every level. Um. At the school board level, what do you see going on? Now, you and I, we happen to live in the same school district.
1: Correct. So we're in, we're in Cave Creek.
0: Yeah. So, so I'm in Cave Creek, but carefree, but nobody up in my area has kids, so we all use the Cave Creek school district. Well,
1: so my sister and I, we have a number one brother and sister real estate team out here in Arizona. So we handled the entire state. And a few years back, and I have two boys. I've got a 16-year-old and a 5-year-old. So my wife and I are kind of like, God, you know, he's going to a public school when he was, he's 16 now, so when we started at Horseshoe Trails in Cave Creek, it was great. You had a uh, great superintendent, great principal, they did good things. Now things have changed, and all of a sudden you start seeing different things. Secret PTOs. Well, tell me about the
0: secret PTO thing.
1: So I got an email yesterday from a couple of the parents, and apparently, and I don't know 100%, but they're pr- pretty good on it, and actually you probably know who they are, but um, they're in the process, they're a non in Cactus Shadows, trying to get a couple school board members elected that are quote-unquote liberal. And so this is the kind of thing that they're just trying to pull over the face of everyone. That's why it's important that, hey, I'm friends with this guy, but I can't vote for him if he's running for school board. So we know there's two conservatives—oh, that's the other thing, too. There is no such thing as nonpartisan. They put these races out there and like school board is a nonpartisan race. That's a hundred percent horseshit. No, it's a complete lie. It, it completely. They put they pick people on there so they can get their liberal agenda done. They can get the masks back now, on the kids. Now, or whatever.
0: Who's they? who who's who's pushing for this?
1: So there's uh there's a group of people in Cave Creek and, and, and even in Scottsdale, the school boards are the ones that are pushing for it. If you notice Scottsdale, liberal. Cave Creek, three of the uh, five members, liberal. And it's like this throughout the school districts, and whoever it may be is pushing to get liberal people on these school boards so they can start stealing taxpayers' money. They
0: can start getting the
1: kids back on masks. San Diego, I think, is going back to mask.
0: Like why? Why are they why is anybody talking about masks in Arizona? I mean, I haven't heard anybody talking about that. it's
1: crazy because they're just they're nut jobs. They're following some sort of agenda that's being given to them from some liberal left wing think tank. Hmm. Then you've got the other thing. You've got your superintendents. Arizona, Maricopa County alone has 58 superintendents. So every school has its own superintendent, $250,000 plus a year. Why do we need 58 superintendents? If you're in first grade, one plus one is two. That's what you should be learning. We don't need sex ed in kindergarten through sixth grade or whatever it is.
0: And we don't have that in Arizona, do we? Yeah, we do have that.
1: In fact, uh, our, our Jaden was in uh, third or fourth grade, and they sent home a sheet wanting to teach a sex ed class. It's crazy. Kids don't need that. They need to learn how to color. They need to know how to you know, do kids things. And now, the other thing that you and I will probably agree on this because we're pretty much the same age the bullying bit. They s- created this new plan several years back. If your kid's getting bullied, come tell a teacher. When you and I were in school, if we were getting bullied by someone, someone was getting their face punched in.
0: Yeah, you know the rule was the the rule was you have to stick up for yourself, and if you have to punch somebody in the face and get an ass whipping afterwards, they probably won't do it to you again. Even if you get an ass whipping, it's okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. I always told everybody, you know what? You might whip my ass, but you better bring a lunch because it's going to be a long ass whipping. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, hey, you may whip my ass, but I'm going to come get you again. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I think. Um, you know we're new to the district we had come from pv so we moved up there and my daughter went into cactus shadows during covid it it's been awful and i i met with the principal up at the school and i thought she was a waste of space um she was giving me excuses for why she couldn't hire a non-state certified french teacher right when the one they have is an italian specialist and barely speaks french and the kids <laughs> can't pass their you know in a, their their IB uh, French test because they're not prepared.
1: No, exactly, and now they've lost 35 teachers this year, this, the high school, or the district, and um, they just can't keep it together. Part of the problem is, and, and this is kind of where I fault Trump on some stuff on the national side, when you get somebody new that comes in, and we have a new superintendent up there, he's, this is like the second or third year, he just got another raise, get rid of the old people, the ones that are running the show. There's a few people that sit in that office that are really political and, you know, if they don't like you, you're not getting stuff done. Those people need to go. So sometimes when you go into a new position, you've got to get rid of the old people in there.
0: Yeah. You know, there's this thing where you're like, well, i got to have people know what's going on. And, and there's this other thing that says, you know, if this building blew up, everything would still function. They'd go to school tomorrow. Exactly. It's not that important.
1: Although, you know, oh, you guys can stay at home and work online. Horrible move. It's horrible. And now they added uh, five minutes earlier, ten minutes later to get out, and every Wednesday's a half day. How is that helping parents that are working when their kids getting out at twelve thirty? It's crazy, and these are decisions that are being made by a board. They're spending twenty to thirty thousand to get elected to work a free full time job. That should tell you something right there. Why does my friend want to do that? Because he's crazy.
0: Yeah, the half day on Wednesdays is bananas. Now, are they doing it with junior high also? They're they're doing. I know all the schools in Cave Creek are doing it. Oh are they?
1: From what I understand, yep. Oh, okay. It's crazy. How is a you know, working, a one parent family, how are they supposed to work?
0: They gotta take a half day off? Well, I mean the kids, now the kids take the bus home and they're home by themselves. Exactly. It's exactly. Bana- that's bananas. And what are they gonna do? They're gonna sit in
1: front of the TV, play video games, watch YouTube, learn how to smoke weed, or do something stupid.
0: Yeah. Um, do you guys have TV at home? Yeah, in the house? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't have TV, it's funny. Every now and then, I'll like when I I, and I haven't been traveling much the last couple years. I can, I'm surprised at how much gay, trans, lesbian stuff is going on. Like you hear it and you figure, oh, it's just the news being incendiary. It's everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. It's crazy. So the new,
1: we have a five year old. Hey, I want to go see the Buzz Lightyear movie. Nope. There is absolutely no reason for Disney to throw. This in the kid's face. Did they put a lesbian character in there? I believe they did. There was a makeout scene. I didn't see it, but I'm not going to watch it.
0: You know, it's funny. I'm not. I'm not afraid of that stuff. I don't really care about it. I just don't like it being crammed down my throat. No. I, hey, you know what? Even to a
1: point where some of the you have a regular couple making out, and all of a sudden the movies have to go to total sex scenes and stuff. We got the point when they started kissing, why does it need to go to a five-minute scene where you see some guy's ass in the screen and stuff? It, it's crazy. It's the same thing with, you know, you got to have your transgender dating a half Chinese, half black girl who just got back from, uh, you know, wherever it is. It's crazy.
0: I don't, uh, you know, TV, TV on hold, does it doesn't, It, it doesn't. it's not very relatable to me, so I don't really care about <laughs> it. And the shows are silly, so I don't really care about it. You know, it's funny. I don't, I I don't want to watch conservative stuff crammed down my throat. I don't want to watch Christian stuff crammed down my right. throat. I don't want to watch anti-Christian stuff crammed down my throat. I don't want Jewish stuff crammed. I don't want anybody cramming their agenda down my throat. I if I'm turning on a screen, I just want some entertainment. Absolutely. I don't want somebody trying to indoctrinate me, and it's one of the reasons you know the reason I stopped. You know and I'm a you you slice off one of my limbs what's going to squirt out is capitalism i'm a big fan of capitalism <laughs> yes you okay? are um but i got rid of tv because of the commercials right i don't want corporate america wiggling its nose into my home i don't want them telling me what i need no
1: you know? I, I agree it's funny i was researching the ad council cuz you see these ads that come up yeah. and you got a couple kids playing and no oh, you know, no bullying or whatever it is. So I noticed that was created during World War One or in, uh, World War Two in 1941, and it was supposed to bring people together. And now it's turned into a social issue deal. And the people that run it are all these crazy liberals with their ideas. You never see any regular stuff like, "Hey, smack your kid on the ass and get him out and uh, mow the lawn." It's hire a landscaper, let your kid rest. You
0: know that kind of garbage. There's a softness that definitely permeates a very successful culture. It's uh, it's the modern equivalent to romans laying around in togas eating grapes while fornicating
1: yeah exactly so i grew up on a big horse ranch out here a big arabian horse ranch and so we'd have our son's birthday party at the ranch kids would come over there'd be you know 30 40 kids and you know when i was growing up we'd go out shovel shit grab a hamburger eat didn't even think about washing hands okay so now
0: gross isn't it gross gross? yeah i'm (laughs) i'm a finicky former marine
1: (laughs) well now the kids come there and they pet the horses and the parents like Get hand sanitizer. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Pet that horse. Go eat a hamburger or whatever. And, and you wonder why your kids are sick.
0: Yeah, you know, there was a study about uh, kids that had leukemia. And they had said that children who were raised in homes that didn't have pets were more likely to have leukemia than children. Wow. Yeah, it's like, you know, an actual real thing. You can Google it and read the study on it. And they believe it was because uh, the exposure to viruses and germs, foreign and human, that... Or we were, uh, you know, you build up this just strong flora and fauna, and it also fights off all kinds of other things, not just foreign invasion, internal invasion, right? Well,
1: you got to wonder about people that don't have pets. I don't want a dog or a cat or a ferret or a fish. What kind of life is that? you got to have these animals.
0: Well, I'm a selfish bachelor, so I can't have a pet because it just doesn't fit my lifestyle. Right. You know, I had a dog until a couple of months ago, and one of the guys in my shop just loved the dog, and she used to run up. I said, man, you can have her. His dog's getting long in the tooth. I gave my dog away. Well, you've got a huge business here. I mean, this is absolutely amazing. So I don't know how you get to do anything. This thing is kind of nuts. And uh, you know, I get home and I, 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 I don't, I can't take care of anything. I gotta like unplug my brain because at the end of the day, I'm usually hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you uh, are involved in some charities. You do some volunteer work, or
1: yeah. So you know, so one of the things about growing up out here, and and this comes with age, I think, but it's important for people to get involved. And you don't have to give money to it. Just sometimes your time, hour a week, two weeks, whatever. Sometimes that's the best way to do it. So um, Amy and I, we you know, she used to do the celebration at Christmas, which was the big church production for Dream Center. So you know, for years I um, handled the flying angels. So that was, you know, 15 hours a week, all the shows, doing that stuff. And so now we do some stuff with Turning Point, which is a you know local charity here. We love them. And uh, on the board for human trafficking. Okay. So it's an important to get involved and just kind of give back. I mean, because we've been blessed. I mean, we have a really successful real estate business. And so we want to make sure that the people we're dealing with that are coming to Arizona know that it's, hey, Arizona first.
0: Um, so Turning Point, that's Charlie Kirk's organization. Correct. And for those of you who don't know is turning point all over the country now
1: they are all over the country their headquarters is here in Arizona and we're Arizona since they're here this should be the biggest fundraiser area and it's not I think Florida is
0: well Florida's huge, so Florida that is makes huge makes sense yeah um it's uh, you know uh, i've I've been over to a couple of, I've been to a couple of turning point events now Charlie that's that's really all Charlie's brainchild right it is
1: yeah that guy is
0: super smart pretty amazing pretty amazing accomplishment. I wonder what's going to happen with him. What will become of him?
1: I don't know. They go after him pretty hard. I know that The the View was after him yesterday, that stupid TV show with Whoopi Goldberg.
0: I think he's shutting those bitches down.
1: I think he is. But Um, you know, you and I kind of go with the same attitude. The lead dog gets bit in the ass. Yeah. So you know what? I like being the lead dog.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty funny. They're awful, that group. The fact that we even say their name makes me kind of like throw up a little. i got (laughs) to hold it down. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, she is dumb as a box of rocks, Yep. And and uh, Joy B Hair, the other one, she's dumb as a box of hammers too. When I mean, you there's just no logic. These girls, they really don't know anything about anything, and they're just talking all day long on TV. It's unbelievable. They
1: do. It's it's unbelievable. It's funny though. I have a few friends in Hollywood. And while everybody comes out kind of liberal in Hollywood, yeah. he said that when they're making movies, they don't talk about anything, but there's a group of them that always go in the back, and they're full-on conservatives. They just don't say anything because they want a job.
0: Yeah, I have conservative friends in Hollywood, too, who are film directors and writers and stuff like that, and they're like, yeah, man, we, we they come out here to get their conservative on, and then they go back very under the radar. Now, the thing is, in Hollywood, if you don't say liberal stuff... It identifies you. Yeah, exactly. So they actually sometimes have to kind of fake it a little bit and then they will come out here to get a conservative detox. It's so funny. It
1: is. It's hilarious. But you know what's not funny? And you, you just brought this up. We have people that are running on Republican tickets that are actually liberal, yep. but they're being trained to be conservative until they get elected.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about folks running right now. Um, who do you like for what positions? Who do you like for governor?
1: Oh, so it's a no-brainer. So uh, originally on our show, we had Matt Salmon, and it was always for me. It was always between Matt Salmon and Kerry Lake, without a doubt.
0: And, it, and and you know what's funny is it was I like Matt, and it was it was Matt and Kerry too. And I like him, the Arizona boy, good Mormon, and I figured he'd be an awesome conservative. C- continue on.
1: Oh yeah. So y- the fact that he drops out and then endorses the other person set up some red flags i'm just kind of wondering did you get two million or five million for dropping out so anyways after meeting carrie and her family and obviously we've known carrie for years just seeing her on tv and around town but actually getting to know her and her husband and the kids without a doubt she is exactly what arizona needs
0: I, it's funny, I, I agree so much, and I wasn't initially like, oh yeah, Carrie Lake, boom, boom, let me put a sign up in my front yard, but I am now. I'm like, oh, I, I like her. I think she'll put the Arizona National Guard around the tahona Odom tribe's casino that's laundering money that they get from the cartels to keep the border open. Good, I, I hope mean, she does. I think she'll be a baller. I think she'll do some outrageous stuff that needs to be done.
1: Oh, I think so. I, mean, I think she's got to put a good team together. Yeah. I remember there, originally there was rumors and everything. The The one we got to kind of watch out for, the group, Not all of them, AZGOP. They have not said anything. All of a sudden, they're starting to pipe up about things, and that's a group, while they do a good job, and there's some good people there, there's a few of them that think they're going to dictate who's getting in and out of office, and that's the kind of stuff where people need to get involved and start making their voice heard.
0: I hate this shot-collar-behind-the-scene bullshit. You know, these folks who are anointing people, and I feel like Blake was anointed. Right. And uh, um, I... I you know he says all the right things, but he just just not have the gravitas of a guy to stand up against ninety nine senators and lead.
1: No, I'm with you, and you know with um, I don't think we can go wrong with Blake or Jim. And I, look, Mick he,
0: was if, awesome. I look, I really liked Mick. You know he's you know, he's urbane, erudite he's 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 a, right. a well spoken guy and makes great arguments, but he just couldn't seem like he could ever get the momentum to get real numbers. Right. Um, so he would have been a win. Um, uh, I think Jim Layman's a fantastic win, and he is kind of my edged-out favorite. And if for some reason he doesn't make it, and Blake were to win, I, I mean, I don't think that's a loss for Arizona. I think it would still be a, a no, win. no, absolutely. I think it would be a win for Arizona. But I think Jim is shows up a different level of ready to do work.
1: Well, so we we do did that big parade before the rodeo in Prescott, and. I got to tell you, most of the people were talking about Jim, so
0: I think Jim actually has the edge on this one, and I think he's going to pull it off. It was interesting at the Trump rally when you listened to uh, Trump announce his endorses uh, or his endorsements. Uh, the one for Blake didn't come off as big, right? You know, it surprised me it was Abe, Abe Hamadeh. Fantastic guy. The fucking crowd went bonkers, oh. didn't they?
1: First of all, so I've had lunch with Abe a couple of times. And he's and, been on
0: the show. I like yeah, him. Yeah, he's
1: great. And so we've met up, and I kind of think we've become friends. And this guy is just absolutely amazing. Now, it pisses me off. And people are like, he's only 31 years old, and he doesn't have experience. Good. Because I've asked him. I'm like, hey, day one, are you going to go in and fire everybody? He's like, well, I wouldn't be able to run it, but I'm going to fire a lot of people. I'm like, let me hold the door for you.
0: Yeah. I. You know, the only thing... The only thing that worries me about lawyers is being lawyers. Exactly. Uh, But, you know, he's in the U.S. Army. He was in the Middle East last year. His family came from a failed country Um, that's still a failed country. Uh, He's here living the American dream in one generation, going from immigrant to, you know, being a power player in America. That's a pretty cool thing.
1: That is. It's awesome. And you know what? Where he lives is not some big fancy house. He doesn't live like he's, you know, he's got some family here. And I know his brother-in-law played uh, ball for, I think, the Spurs. He doesn't live in that kind of house. So he's very modest, hard worker, out there hustling.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, there's been some knocks at him that his family put up some money for his campaign. Um, there's been knocks that he's too young. Um, you know, when people start talking about attorneys having courage... I don't buy it. I think most attorneys are straight up cowards. Yep, uh, most, the vast majority, the vast majority. I've only met a couple exceptions in my whole life. When you meet an attorney that's been downrange doing stuff for our military, in you know, in a, in a combat zone, I feel like that kind of qualifies him out of that category of do nothings. I think that puts him into a category of accomplishment.
1: Well, and the fact I, I think Encourage. he's going to be one, yeah, absolutely. And I think he's going to be one that comes in here. I don't like this. I think he got off the plane last uh, year and didn't recognize the country. Yeah, and he wanted to do something about it.
0: And uh, if uh, you know, I don't know who the gal was from Ping or whatever. I guess she's Oh, Dawn? His, yeah, she's uh, you know, and she's a conservative. Uh, it was
1: super nice. Yeah, she was fantastic, but she didn't start really hustling or anything. I'm, we met her a few times. I Thought she was great. But you know what abe's been out there hustling since day one
0: not only that but i mean he's got this um the fact that he's been in the military he didn't come up in his family company didn't come up in the business he's not you know he's been standing on his own and I i really like that um and and he's young and you know what you get from youth i hate to say it but i mean Jesus was a pretty young guy. Yeah, he was. You know what you get from youth is you get boldness and you get a, they bring a naivete to things, which is okay, because it allows you to try things you would not try that may turn out to be successful. Because if I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have done this. Exactly. I came at it with a kind of youthful ignorance is bliss. Let's just do it. And now I'd be like, oh my God, that's going to be a huge pain in the ass. Let's (laughs) find something easier to do, you know? So, uh, but I really like him. He won me over during the de- AG debate where he said, I think it's a good day for Arizona that we executed that guy. We should be happy. Finally got justice for the families. Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, I was like, oh, okay You get my vote.
1: No, exactly. He's, he's been great. And there's some good candidates on AG. Don't yeah. get me wrong on it uh, And we'll be good with any of them. But Abe's been pulling ahead. Everybody seems to like him uh, I've been to a couple events where they're like, there's no way I'm voting for him. I'm voting for this other gal They meet him after he talks shoo
0: I think after Kerry, he's probably our next governor. Yeah. Hey, if he plays the game right, if he does stuff that Mark Brinovich isn't doing. I, I, I think, see, people, you know, I've been asked to run for office numerous times, and uh, I think Cole shot right out of the gate going for governor. I'm too small to do that, but right. I think I could go for the AG position, and it's the job I would want because as an attorney general in Arizona, you can move the needle in law enforcement in every town in this state.
1: No, absolutely. And you know, a lot of people don't realize the attorney general does not work for the governor. It's, it's amazing, independent. it's independent. Yeah. It's amazing how many people are like, well, the you know, we need a good governor because he's gonna tell the AG what to do. Absolutely not.
0: Right, it's probably the job I would want to leapfrog into being governor. That That is the job, because I think from there you can change the face of law enforcement, you can change the face of um, I mean, you every single problem that's tackling society in the attorney general's office, you can stir it up.
1: Yep, absolutely. So as attorney general, what would you do with all these homeless? So I'm driving down the road, 27th Avenue Northern. I turn the corner, and there's a guy on a king size bed, half in the road, half on the cement. He was alive. What the hell's going on here? We, You know, I think most of them, I mean, the ones that Scott's on the 101, they got nice shoes, so I figure it's a scam. But this homeless stuff is ridiculous. We need people like Abe, Carrie, and others stand up and say, hey, you know what, guys? We're gonna be compassionate, but we're moving that. We gotta clean this thing up.
0: I think that when you, I think that um, dysfunction in society creeps from the cracks. Right. And I think that it's a, homelessness is a multifaceted problem. So when you talk to conservatives who wanna do housing for homeless, they're not conservatives.
1: Exactly. They're socialists.
0: Yep. Um, when you talk to people who want to do housing for homeless, what you get is the projects. And what you get is condensed crime and poverty and rape and incest and murder. Yep. Because that's what goes on in condensed. You get ghettos. So I'm not a fan of them anywhere in the world ever. I'm a fan of closing our border, stopping the flow of fentanyl, arresting people. Enforcing drug laws, jamming people up, and harming their life if they choose the wrong path. Yep, absolutely. So so that there is a, I think we have a crisis of accountability in this nation. So homeless people are no longer accountable to confronting good citizens walking down the street. Therefore, they've gotten aggressive.
1: Yep, they sit there and bang on the window. Scott they're, Dillon
0: Shays is a prime example. They're very aggressive now, and I've actually had to threaten people to get out of my space. Like, hey, I'm going to hit you. I'm worried about maybe hep C and something else you've got, but I'm going to—you touch my son again, I'm going to fucking drop you. Yep. And uh, that was up in Seattle, actually. Um, when, when laws are not enforced, they're emboldened, and now within the camps, there's hierarchy of who's been homeless longer, and they're the queen of the camp. Yep, the the camp. exactly. So I actually think the, homeless, the homelessness thing, it's only a problem if you're a Marxist. Yep. It's not a problem if you're, if you're a uh, capitalist because you go, okay, well, first, let's just start enforcing a bunch of laws and let's see what happens. Because we had a, dr- a flow of drugs 10 years ago and 20 years ago, and we didn't have all of this going on. Right. Just enforce laws. A lot of this will start cleaning itself up yep yep. enforce vagrancy laws enforce decency laws a lot of this stuff will just it'll 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 and you know what you can't get rid of it all no matter what it's going to be there i just don't want it out in the streets and my kids are afraid of it
1: no neither do i And, and back to your point about the um the projects and all that i don't think we should get homes for the homeless they need to be fixed first put them into some sort of rehab hey you got 60 days of rehab get them off drugs get them a little bit educated then, if they need help with a the house, then maybe we go from there.
0: My solution for homelessness is jail if you won't become a part of society again. Where where else? When did we stop saying that if you don't want to be a part of society, we'll buy you a home? Uh,
1: absolutely. That's bananas. Absolutely. Which brings us to a next point. Maybe we should privatize jails because the government is doing a horrible job of running them.
0: Well, they're very privatized here in Arizona, right, right. obviously, okay? Um, what I would be interested in is privatizing just the, the, the legal system right and and uh, people will bristle at this and come up with all sorts of theoreticals the G, the legal system doesn't work in this country it doesn't and if you ever get in trouble or get jammed up you will find out really really quickly i will give you whatever money you want from me that will allow me to untangle myself from your uh legal fly trap right what just tell me how much money you need to so i can get away because it is a There's no justice. There's no truth. There is no efficiency. There's no honor in it. It's awful. No, absolutely.
1: Every level. And the more money you have, the worse. I mean, Pelosi's husband just made a couple more million dollars on insider trading. You and I'd be in jail right now.
0: Right. And if you had a a, a private justice system, um, there would be more impetus to go after white collar crime and fix this country. Yep. There's no money in it. the way it's being done right now, if you put a little money in it, a little motivation in it, white-collar crime would disappear overnight. Oh, I agree. Because okay. you because they're the most afraid. You want a, I have a friend who works at the Justice Department. He says, man, he goes, you don't have to torture white-collar criminals. All you have to do is sit them down at a table, let them sit for 15 or 20 minutes by themselves, put a flashlight on them, walk into the room and say, you're going to jail for 25 years. The first five, you won't see your kids. Tell me who is involved. He said they fucking sing like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, nobody sings quicker. <laughs> nobody sings quicker than right. You could shut down white collar crime and political corruption in this country in in honestly in twelve months by privatizing. The by justice privatizing,
1: system. And, and we should maybe we should privatize a lot of stuff.
0: It's something to look at. You know, maybe the justice system would be more about keeping an eye on privatization, prison systems. uh, you know, they don't function well. But the justicism there is no justice and it doesn't function and and so at least it was putting up a barrier between the criminals and us 25 years ago yep. now it's not doing that Now it's not doing that so i say if anyone says you know if you sit down with a good left of center attorney they will make all these great public policy reasons why it has to be a government-run organization except all of the arguments fail in light of so much failure yep see okay well That's fine, but it's not working now, so let's try something different. This is bizarre.
1: And we need to get good sheriffs. Yeah. So, you know, that's the other thing, too. I got to tell you, so we were at an event together there, and Mark Lamb, Mm -hmm. that guy is beyond cool.
0: Mark's great. Um, Is he arresting as many people as... As he's doing news conferences. No,
1: probably not. He likes the TV stuff. But I I mean, overall, when you meet him, he's just like super cool. He fits a persona of what a sheriff in Arizona should be.
0: He's great, and I would love a blend of him and Arpaio. A, A blend of those two would be great. So, Mark, I know you don't watch my show, but I would spend less time doing public appearances and more time arresting people because it is a powerful position arresting people and bringing safety to the community. Yep, And it's more powerful than being seen everywhere. Yep, exactly. And maybe he could do a little of both. No, I, I agree. I agree. I'd like to see him in Attack Fest arresting more people and take off the baseball hat and the country star grin. I thought he was a country music star when I met him. <laughs> he does look like, Doesn't a country he, mu- look like he, he does. He looks like me. He like, just bust out a good song. He's got a cute little wife. He looks like a country music guy. And I saw him around and I was like, man, look. I said, who's the country music guy over there? Like, that's the sheriff. I'm like, you're kidding. So I'd like to see him arresting more people. And he's got a, a great personality and. And he's got a great way about him. And I think he has a huge future. I think he's got to go kick down some more doors.
1: Right. Yeah, we need to kind of get away from the media being involved in what's going on in the jails. Because quite honestly, if you get in trouble, you're probably deserving to be there. I don't need to see that... Oh, Joe Blow got his ass kicked for, you know, stealing drugs in jail. He deserved it. But we don't need to read about that stuff.
0: You know, it's funny. It's funny how the treatment of criminals is bigger news than the treatment of victims of the crime. It is. And then we need to get away from that. So so this is a thing where attorney general really matters. So Abe, Abe, Abe looks like he's your choice and my choice right. for attorney general. Let's talk about um, Secretary of State Arizona. Oh, love it. So, who's your guy? So, first of all,
1: Shauna is fantastic. She's a great person. Uh, just overall, she's very kind of dry when you hear her who? And stuff. Bullock. Shauna Bullock. Okay. Yeah. So, Trump endorsed Mark Fincham. So, I mean, that automatically gives you a lot of votes right there. And I've had Mark on the show. And Mark is. What show? What show do you Oh, do? so uh, we have a show called The Lockbox. So, it's about, it's never about Arizona real estate, but it's about why we live in Arizona. Podcast? It's a uh, video podcast we were shooting out of uh, Dave Pratt Studios for a while. Oh, okay. All so right. um, well, it's kind of fun, but well, so we had Mark on it, and Mark, Mark plays the role great. Mark is he's one of those guys that's just real aggressive, um, almost, I mean, he's funny and stuff. So you, we don't really have much of a choice on Secretary of State. It's going to be either Mark or Shauna.
0: And who's your pick?
1: I, I had to pull the trigger for uh, Mark.
0: Um, I think Mark's the perfect candidate for it. Now, although I don't know her, um, and I'm sure she'd be better than most Democrats, um, Mark has got the right background. He does. He's got a law enforcement background, and he's got a cybersecurity tech background. And those two things together, it is where the discussion is right now. So when we get folks in who aren't really techie, they're ill-prepared to talk to the board of supervisors, yep. the county supervisors on the election. They're ill-prepared to talk about uh, electronic balloting and, and counting boxes and blockchain technology, and all the stuff that's coming into play at the forefront of election security right now. And I, I think election integrity, I think it slipped out of control right around John Kennedy's time. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think we have all been dealing with a skewed system, and the only time conservatives ever win is when they win by so much they beat the anomaly of the system. Exactly. The system's got problems.
1: Exactly, because you know
0: they tried cheating with Hillary and Trump. It was just too big. You know what's you know, and it's why they cried because they're like, "Wait a minute, how did that happen?" That's people don't act that way unless they knew the outcome was going to be something else. Exactly. You know, there's a there's a uh, this is very controversial to talk about, and people get really upset about this. Um, But there has been a a wool pulling over the American population's eyes for more than a half century.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. You think you're voting for someone,
0: it's already been predetermined, and we need to get back to making sure we pick the winners. It's one of the best things that happened from the Trump uh, 2020 uh, election, the way it went down, is to see what our observed reality versus reported reality. I, I always say, what did you see? What did you hear? I've taken my kids to events, and then I make them watch the news about it afterwards. And they'll say, well, that didn't happen. I go, oh. Interesting. But they just said it did on TV. He didn't say that. No, he didn't. You were there. Right. Oh, the crowd was this. No, it wasn't, Papa. And I go, well, you saw. I wanted you to see what was reported and what happened. Problem is that's everywhere. It's everything. The best thing about Trump is, yeah, you got to expose yourself to fight him. Exactly. Now, hopefully our AG,
1: and I've talked to all of them on this one, and uh, Don was actually, well, you know, they got their uh, freedom of speech and this and that. We need to do something about the media. I do not—you and I can't walk on a plane and yell bomb, but yet you can go on media and say, "Ah, oh, you make up these total lies that are 100% bullshit. Media needs to be held accountable, and people need to start demanding that.
0: Well, you know, what I think would be really interesting is a uh, a website— because I always find information in the light of day to be the most provocative against disinformation. Right. I think a rating system, how we rate the news, uh, would be pretty amazing. But then who do you have rated? Exactly. Because, you know, there was Snopes, and then there was uh, Drudge Report, and, you know, there's always this fact-checking going on, right? But who checks the fact-checkers? Right.
1: And the Uh, fact-checkers, if you look at they're all liberal.
0: You know what's interesting now, though, is with the Internet and with the fragmenting of the media market, the way it's happened, you know, Kerry said at the uh, event on Saturday, that the previous night, one of the major channels in Arizona in a market of 6 million people had 2,000 viewers on a Friday night. On a Friday night. Because they know real numbers now. It's not the Nielsen ratings and an antenna broadcasting to points unknown. It's actual wires and digital, and they know who's on. Said they had 2,000 viewers. I give you an idea. The media is so scared of everyone finding out what the real numbers are because the real numbers are infinitely small. And way less than anybody thinks. Yep. Nobody's turning on the evening news anymore being informed that way. No, so, absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's you know, it's this type of thing, this kind of grassroots reporting and discussion. That's uh, It's really a disrupting technology for media.
1: It is. And, and you know what? I love it when people come up and ask questions because, you know what? I've learned some stuff. Yeah. People need to just be,
0: you know, hey, I'm voting for so-and-so. Well, I'm voting for so-and-so. Why? Talk about it and then research it. So, uh Let's talk just for a minute about the AG position, which Mark Brnovich sits in right now. Brnovich, in my opinion, he touts himself as having done all kinds of stuff, and I don't think he's done shit, and he hasn't done anything the first year after (laughs) the election. Um, I'd have been rounding people up because there is so much video and actual evidence that I've personally seen. I'd say, hey, you know what? As attorney general, just start rounding them up, and we don't need an entire case. We just need a whiff of a case, and let's start pulling at the threads and see what unravels. Because sometimes you just got to do the work. They're all worried about their winning record.
1: Well, you know, and that's the other thing too. They have no idea what who their audience. NFL. They started getting all woke. They have no idea who their audience is. Mark Brunovich, had he started a case, he'd be uh, a shoo-in for his
0: uh, run. Yeah, he would. And right now, I think he's you know he's, he's dead on arrival. Yep. So, um, it, you know, and it's a win for Arizona, whether we get Blake Masters or Jim, but Jim's got some fantastic ideas and the water project that he wants to spearhead, you know, what if that takes 25 years to pull off? Because that would be a lot to accomplish as a senator in uh, a couple Absolutely. Terms. But it would be, it would push Arizona into the future for a century. And, and that's why we need to elect the right people to start pushing towards the future. Yeah. Um, Jim's
1: but, passionate about it. And Jim, I mean, if, if you guys have not met Jim, go to an event and if you don't want to pay the money there's plenty of free events to go to.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. You know, I had dinner with him after an event. It was just a small small table with a few people at it and I sat next to him and he he and I talked about stuff. It was I was like, "Man, I don't like him." And and you know, Blake, I'm sure he's a bright guy. Uh, he's a new conservative. He's been liberal most of his life. Um, and I don't mind woke new conservatives. Kerry's a new conservative. Right, exactly. I, I'm okay with, you know, born-again conservative. It's okay to find out you're right and then be right. Yep. Um, but he, Jim brings a long time conservative, big, bold thinking and a fearlessness that I really, really like.
1: And he's he, not one that is going to get pushed around.
0: Oh, no, no, no one's going to push him around.
1: No, exactly, exactly.
0: I, I like dudes who've been on the gridiron. I really do. No, I'm with you. Okay, so we've got AG, we've got Secretary of State, we've got Governor. How about uh, School Board? Oh, so, well, School Board. I'm sorry, not School Board. um, State Superintendent of Public Instruction. Yes.
1: Oh, without a doubt, Shiri Sapir.
0: Shiri Sapir, too. I really like her.
1: So I have an issue. So Tom Horn was a super nice guy, his wife, really nice. But I got to ask why, if you're that old, would you want to
0: run for a position for schools? Well, I I got another question. All this happened on your watch. Where were you? Yeah, Because exactly. I haven't heard him speak up about anything. Failure of leadership. Yep. I don't care how old you are. No, nope. Sherry's a fighter. And she was in the military. Israel. Yep. I like her because she's scrappy. Um... Uh, I like her because she loves America. I love people who've come here from other countries because they have a relative perspective that natural born American citizens mostly lack.
1: Exactly. And uh, she is. She is. So I'm proud to say, I'm, you know, since day one, since she started this, we kind of
0: got things going. Without a doubt, she Sapir and, and, and grassroots. And if you've ever um, wanted to tangle with an Israeli Jew, you w- w- want to get out of that fight <laughs> as fast as you can because yeah, they'll eat your lunch. <laughs> so I am happy to sick an Israeli Jewish woman yep. onto the uh, liberal nutjobs of this state because they are in for a rude awakening. Absolutely, she won't back down and she will. I think she'll chew their arm off. She
1: will, and you know she's a business owner. Her family has a yep. uh, good construction, business. right? Yep. And yeah. I, I think a gun company
0: too. I really like her. I think she'd be a, a badass for the position. And she just, she's a mom. She's dealt with all this. She loves kids. She's not, it's for the children. She's like, no, it's for the country. Exactly. I, I'm, it's for Arizona. I'm sick of people saying it's for the children. Yeah. Because it's for the children has brainwashed a dumb generation.
1: Yep, exactly. I, it's
0: for the country. It's not for the children. The children are not the product. Yep. The country is the product.
1: The, the country is the product, exactly.
0: Yeah, you know the the children are not the product. They're going to be there. They'll eat their own poo, play video games, they'll masturbate and watch porn if you leave it to them. Right. Children are awful little beings unless they're being guided well, <laughs> as they should. We got to get parents back on track. Yes. Get off your Zolof and start playing with your kids. I totally agree. I totally agree. Enough and, and enough TV babysitting and all of that stuff that goes on. There's enough digital engagement. Um, we've gotta be engaging with our kids. No,
1: exactly. And you know what? Your kid at nine year old and nine years old does not need a cell phone. So <laughs> you know what? He doesn't need to take a phone to school. He needs to go to school and learn. And they need to um, you know, have dinner as a family.
0: Bobby What? I got it. Oh yeah,
1: okay. So uh Board of Supervisors, Gail Golick, Awesome.
0: Yeah, Gail's in. We like her. She's got a huge amount of America First integrity on what's going to be coming in her way in her office. I like Gail Golick for sure. She's great. Now, for the local stuff, you
1: know, you have the different divisions and stuff. Jerome Davidson over in Chandler, Gilbert. Jerome. You you know Jerome? Yeah,
0: I like Jerome. So you heard what
1: just happened to him, right?
0: About almost dying and sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm kind of thinking someone poisoned him after that incredible...
0: Ballsy video he put out. Maybe who knows? He might have just gotten sick traveling. But uh, I'm 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 glad he seems to have turned the corner. And yeah, be okay. he's out of the hospital. Yeah, and stuff. I like I like drone a lot. So he's a good guy. But everybody
1: in different cities, you guys need to get involved and figure out who your school board members are going to be. Who you got school
0: school board for Cave Creek?
1: So you got uh, ja- uh, Jackie Omer and Scott Brown. Those are your two conservatives and and proven conservatives. Um, they've got a uh, few other people that are going to run.
0: Are they replacing conservatives, or is, are they up against libs?
1: Uh, one lib. So. All right. So so there's two spots open. We need two conservatives in there to kind of offset everything.
0: You know what is it about communities that get well healed when you start seeing more Porsches in the neighborhood? They go left.
1: I, I, you know what? It's You're bananas. One, it is.
0: It's crazy. I you know I look at it and I go, you know, because I, I I I live lived in Cave Creek, now in Carefree. Grew up in Scottsdale, and I'm like, guys, you know, we're all driving Porsches and Mercedes and super high, F350 platinum trucks. I mean, you guys have all been, why are you all voting Marxist? Because nobody wants to, they're all brainless. They just don't want to look and do the research. I don't get it. I go, you know, you've all, all these big fucking houses and beautiful cars and Wives all dolled up just right and great clothing and all the nice shoes and enough fucking Swiss watches. How can you be voting left? I don't get it. Now,
1: just imagine how your business would look if you were a liberal trying to run this business that you have.
0: Oh, it'd go out of business. It
1: would go out absolutely. And you wouldn't have all these killer employees.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It would be a different, the spirit of the place would be very different.
1: It'd probably be like a foam knife.
0: Well, no, you know what it would be? It would be a bunch of youngsters sitting around a design office, drawing up cool pictures, outsourcing it to China. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what it would be. Exactly, exactly. Because they could home office and draw pictures in their underwear. Exactly. Hey, listen, fun having you on. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we bounce? No, hey,
1: anybody? So listen, it's important that we vote the right people in. If you've got questions, call myself or Greg. Um, Grannon Group is Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team. So we handle the entire Valley, and we are Arizona first, Realtors means we love you all, but listen, we are promoting Arizona first. Do you have a lot
0: of Californians that come in that you represent? Tons, and it, it is great, Greg. Talk to me about it. So, real quick, they come in. There are guys out in the rest of the country, when the Californians come here, it is the bane of our existence because they are they've been used as an excuse by the left for the. Cheated politics, I think. Right, absolutely. Because I think conservatives are coming from California. Am I wrong?
1: No, they are. It's funny. A couple from San Francisco here about a month ago come out to buy a house, and I'm like, oh, I gotta liberals out.
0: Californians and
1: so, anyways, we meet with them and they kind of feel us out a little bit. I'm feeling them out, and he's like, We're going shooting when I'm done here. And I bought a cowboy hat. I'm like,
0: there you go. That's okay. exactly what we want. Uh, you know, it's funny. I pull up next to cars with license. California license plates, and I roll, hey, how you doing? And they're like, and I, I point at their car, and they think I'm pointing at a flat tire. They roll the window, like, yeah. I'm like, hey, did you buy a gun yet? <laughs> and they're like, excuse me? I'm like, you came from California. Did you buy a gun? And they're like, I got one in the car right now. Or sometimes they're like, yep. they are like, start rolling the window back. I'm like, go back to fucking California. Yep. Like, I'm like, don't ruin my Arizona. I love it here. No,
1: it is. It's a great place to live, yeah. and we want to keep it that way.
0: Bananas. Okay, so... Uh, uh, the Grandin Group. Grandin Group, yep. Jason, so, thanks for coming in. You know, if people want to reach you, do you have an email they can reach out at?
1: Yeah, they can go to the website, thegrandingroup.com or jason at instantrenters.com. We help rentals. So.
0: All right, cool. So you got all kinds of stuff going got on. Got a ton of stuff going. Uh, and you get to see everything flowing in and out. We because do. Because you do a lot of transactions.
1: We do. And hey, listen, if you guys want to go to some of these events to meet the candidates, call us up. I will get you in. If I have to pay to get you in, it is really important that you get out there and meet these candidates.
0: Yeah, it's really fun. Um, I've I've actually really loved the process of meeting everybody. You know, I've met a lot of the people now in this sh- in this game, and it's fun and it's nice to get the time to pull them off the side and say, "Hey, listen, you know your idea about that thing—that's big government. I don't want you doing that. Right? I want less of that." And they go, "Oh, I see what you mean." I'm like, "I'm like that's that is big government. That'll only fail. That can't possibly work." Yep. They say, well, why do you say that? I go, well, because they tried that in Chicago. They tried it in Watts. They tried it in New York. That 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 thing doesn't work, you're talking about.
1: Yep. And, and they're they, doing it with the city councils here. Scottsdale's one of the worst ones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, bananas. Um hey. pleasure. Pleasure having you in. Yeah, hey, you too, Greg. Hey, sports fans. That's the show. You uh heard it here. So go to iTunes or Spotify. You can find us there at the Greg Medford show. You can even find us on Rumble. Um, we're uh we we've diversified our risks in case anybody tries to shut us down. And I'm out.